Hello everyone, welcome back to the Punnett Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing the AFC East, minus the Dolphins. As always, I am TJ, I am joined once again by Chris. We are always going to be coming at you, hopefully every Tuesday, for the foreseeable future. We've got a nice little schedule booked up for everyone. Uh, but so today, let's just start off with the free agency that had happened since the last week. Um... Bills signed wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders to a one-year $6 million deal. I don't remember talking about that on our last episode. Chris, what do you think about that deal? Um, it just makes them better <laughs> than they already are. Uh, I'm not sure really how they're going to implement him because they got Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. But I know Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley has had some injury troubles last year so. We'll see how they implement him into the offense, and he could be—he's a pretty dangerous return man if they utilize him that way too. So he's got some speed. It'll be interesting to see what they do. It will be rather interesting to see what they do. I know, like obviously, Stefan's your number one out there. Um, I think giving Josh Allen more targets isn't going to be a bad thing either. Uh, you know, he'll be able to throw to. You know, you'll have in my mind, you'll have Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders on the outside, and maybe a a Beasley running the underneath routes there. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, other Bills news, I don't know if you're going to cover this or not, but they signed Mitchell Trubisky as a backup, I would assume, backup quarterback to uh, Josh Allen. That's kind of interesting, as, I thought. As a Dolphins fan, I hope he's not the backup because <laughs> that would make me happy. Uh, but no, clearly he's going to be the backup. I think this is a, hey, I'm trying to see how you guys develop Josh Allen and – you know, I see this team going somewhere, and he wants to be a part of it. Um, so good for him. Uh, I'm glad he's – honestly, I don't think Mitch Trubisky's that bad of a quarterback. I think the Bears are just that bad. Well, I mean, they had some decent help on or with uh, Allen Robinson, and, and, I mean, they had some other receivers that weren't bad. It's just – I don't know if – the Bears are necessarily good at developing quarterbacks, and yeah, because uh, when was the last time they had a really good quarterback? I mean, Jay Cutler, you could argue, but before that, I mean, I mean, Jay Cutler is the best Bears quarterback in history. That, I, that's all there is to it. I mean, yeah, you could be. I mean, maybe what McMahon, right? Jim McMahon. I mean, you could argue, yeah, but I, I, I personally believe it's Cutler just because of what he was able to do. I mean, it's not like he took him to a Super Bowl or anything, but uh, he still he was still a great quarterback for the Bears and a good one for the Packers, too, I might add, but that's, that's <laughs> besides the point. Uh, he also did good for Miami when we had him, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. I remember that uh, one play where he was lined up as a wide receiver and the ball was snapped and he just stood there. So. Good old smoking Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but, yeah, no, I think the Mitch Trubisky signing is uh, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't think he stays in Buffalo. I think next year maybe he goes off. I was surprised. I was, that was a big surprise. I didn't see Buffalo, like, I don't know what to, like, what? Surely that's not going to affect Josh Allen's psyche, right? You wouldn't think so. Um I don't really know. I mean, if you're Josh Allen, you're you're thinking I had such a great year last year, almost an MVP year. If Rodgers didn't blow up like he did, yeah. Um, I I think if you're Josh Allen, you're thinking 
you're just as good as any other quarterback out there, so you have no threat to the starting job unless yeah. you get hurt. Uh, I agree there. I think this will be a just kind of a, hey, you know what? It's always nice to have an insurance policy, and I think that's what Mitchell Trubisky is going to be for them is a insurance policy. Yeah. But so I, I guess since I, we I guess since we talked about Mitchell, let's go ahead and talk about who, what the Bears did to replace Mitch Trubisky, and they signed Andy Dalton to a one year, ten million dollar deal. The Red Rifle is landing in Chicago. <laughs> um, I guess thank you Chicago for giving us another division title. I, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, I saw uh, a meme on Facebook, and it was. Um, like I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but in Practical Jokers. Oh yeah, I love that show. Yeah, I love it too. And that they said, "All right, now go sign uh, Andy Dalton," and they did. <laughs> and they're just sitting there laughing about it. It's like that's. I mean, what are the Bears doing? There's Deshaun Watson's out there. Yes, he's got all these allegations against him that we won't really get into, but well, he is still a great quarterback. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still a great quarterback nonetheless. So I think the Bears should have given him a shot. And I don't know what the Bears offered to Seattle, but I heard it was huge, and Seattle turned it down. So Because Seattle's not dumb enough to trade their franchise quarterback away for the hope of finding... See, you've already got a Russell Wilson. So what you're trading away there and hoping to get is a Russell Wilson. You know, I don't think that's what a lot of these teams understand is like, that's why I don't think Deshaun will leave Houston. I don't think Russell will leave Seattle. You're hoping that the people you get turn into that player. But when you've already got that player, yeah, sure. Russell is older, um, but you're hoping that whoever you draft or whoever you get is going to be Russell Wilson. But you know what's already a Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Yeah, but... You said the Seattle Seahawks are not dumb enough to trade him away. They're, they may not be, but they're dumb enough not to give him any offensive line to help him out in the backfield. There, I mean, yeah, but they might he, fix that. You know, I mean, maybe they go, huh? You know, we've really screwed up these past few years. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't trust any NFL team to fix the position that they absolutely need fixed. <laughs> Bad experiences. <laughs> Well, um, I know one thing that's happened. Um, I know the Vikings last year, one thing we covered was that their cornerbacks were terrible. They sent Patrick Peterson to a one-year $10 million deal. I did hear about that, yeah. Um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, he's he's up there in age, so I'm, I'm curious as to how he'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'll see him twice a year, so that'll give me a good understanding of how he's doing. But uh, yeah, it's a very interesting signing, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. That was um, definitely one of the more surprising signings. I didn't. I'll be quite honest. I didn't know Pat Pete was on the market. So uh, yeah, same. I I thought he was still under going to be under contract with Arizona until he died, much like <laughs> Larry Fitz will be. Um, but it'll be interesting to kind of see what he does. I know he isn't the same Pat Pete he was a few years ago when he was, you know, talking about the next being Darrell Rebus. Um, I think I think he had some injuries that kind of played a part of that. I know Arizona not being good also had a part of that. So yeah, um, be interested to see what he does out there in Minnesota. Um, I know they've got a decent secondary. Uh, their cornerbacks were what was lacking there. So I think the addition of Pat Pete to kind of go up against just everyone's top corners like a Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson up there in the north could make for an interesting matchups. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think. Devontae will torch him, but that's me. So, uh, 
Um, other notable deals from around the league, um, John Brown signed with the Raiders, Zay Jones and Richie Incognito re-signed with the Raiders, uh, Ted Karras signed with the Patriots, uh, Kyle Van Oy signed with the Patriots, uh, Hassan Reddick signed with the Panthers for a one-year deal. Um, notable linebacker out of Arizona, he had a really good past couple of seasons, um, just a tackling machine and great to put pressure on there. So, kind of surprised there wasn't a bigger market for him. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that was only a one year deal. To be honest with you, yeah, like you said, he'd been he he'd emerged as a pretty good linebacker the last few years. So, that one year deal is, I guess, surprising to me that he didn't get like a four or five year deal. Yeah. Um, other thing was uh, Tim Boyle staying in the FC North. He went to the Lions on a one year deal to be a backup quarterback out there. So I, I didn't mean, even know that. <laughs> uh, Eagles released Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson. Uh, Marlon Macri signed with the Colts. Kyle Long came out of retirement, signed with the Chiefs. AJ Green signed with the Cardinals. What is going on with uh, the Cardinals getting the 2010 All Pro team? Well, you see, with them getting the 2010 All Pro team, they're all old. So because they, they also be got Matt Prater. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, they did, didn't they? I forgot about that. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, if it works, then it works. That's to be determined, obviously. Um, so we'll see. Uh, 49ers signed Alex Mack to a three-year deal. I think that's going to be a sneaky good sign. Uh, I remember Mack was one of the star pieces on that. I believe it was the terrible Browns team. Uh, then he, like, broke something in his leg. Uh, but Mack has always been a really good center. Um just one of those yeah. can really be the anchor for that offensive line. <clears throat> um, and then other deals you had, obviously we had um, Kevin King sign today with the Packers. You want to talk about that real quick? Uh, no, because I don't like Kevin King. He can just go rot on another team. Well, I mean, it's not a bad pickup. I, I will say this objectively. Kevin King. Yeah. He got torched and he, he does get torched, but overall he, he, he does what he needs to do. He's that good smother the slot guy. Not yeah. when it's important, he's not. <laughs> well, some people just can't ride to, rise up to the pressure, you know. Well, he needs to rise up to something, I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> in other news, Kenyon Drake signed with the Raiders on a two-year deal. That was yeah. kind of interesting. What, what, what's up with that? They got Josh Jacobs. Why would you sign Kenyon Kenyon Drake? Like uh, that, that to I'm, me doesn't make sense. I'm sure it's like an insurance policy because uh, Jacobs has some injury issues recently, and maybe just like a mix it up back. Uh, Patrick Chung retired. Um, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Patriots also released Marquise Lee. Patriots signed, re-signed Nick Folk to a one-year deal. Uh, David Andrews signed with the Patriots. So the they got Dave. They, so they got Karras, who played center for the Dolphins last year, and they also went out and signed. David Andrews. So unless they're going to move Karras or Andrews, that that move is a bit of a head scratcher there. Um, Keenan Cole signed with the Jets. Dan Freeney signed with the Jets. Jets were active in the day. They had Lamarcus Joyner signed for with them as well. Um, the Giants. I mean, New York was pretty active. Kyle Rudolph signed with the Giants. Mike Glennon signed with the Giants. Yeah, the Giants have went all out this offseason. They got like. Some really good talent. I think the they uh, realize how bad this NFC East is because we called it the Trash Master Division and said, you know what? Let's just go for it. Seven and I nine made it last year. <laughs> nope, they, everyone listens to it. We are 
we are officially making money on the podcast. So, yeah, yeah, rich boys. <laughs> um, my Dolphins signed Matt Skura, who has a problem snapping the ball as a center. That's going to be a bit of an issue. Um, hopefully, that gets fixed. Honestly, uh, but the bigger deal was Will Fuller signing for a one-year deal. Um, sorry, Chris. I know you're wanting him up in uh, the Lambo area, uh, but he takes wow. his talents down to South Beach. Nah, we don't we don't do anything in free agency. I'm not expecting the Packers <laughs> to sign anybody besides people that were on their team. Uh, Chris Godwin signed the franchise tag. Um, Philip Lindsay uh, signed. Oh, where did he sign again? Was it? Uh, he signed in. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I know. Hang on, I'm, I'm looking it up. I, I just saw on here that's like uh, Phil, I'm going day by day on the things here and just some of the stuff i saw um we'll get there uh alan robinson signed the franchise tag bears released kyle fuller we obviously know that he resigned we'll get to that here in a second with the um, broncos right yeah juju resigned with the uh steelers which that was surprising chris carson's resigned at the seahawks another surprising thing i really thought he was going to be going to uh miami uh phil Blinsley went to the texans on a one-year deal that's where it is, yeah. I knew it was an AFC team, but I couldn't remember which AFC team it was. Um, Raekwon McMillan signed with the Patriots. Tyler Croft signed with the Jets. Anthony Harris signed with the Eagles. I mean, no, nothing really like, like no, like, oh my god, that was such a big thing. Uh, the Justin Simmons signing, that's good for the Broncos, obviously. Uh, Bengals getting more help for Joe Burrow. They signed Riley Reef. Uh, Geno Atkins was released. That's a big um, kind of fine there if people, I mean, eight-time Pro Bowler, you know, stud defensive tackle from Cincinnati. Yeah, he's getting up there in age, though. I mean, I, I don't. He, he is, but I was talking to my dad like about it. I was talking to my dad about it. I'd love to see him down in Miami. You know, you give him a one- or a two-year deal. I mean, that's going to be a good kind of, kind of helps free up your edges and free up your middle linebackers some. Yeah, uh, Desmond Trufant signed with the Bears. Kenny Galladay, that was the big signing. Uh, signed with the Giants for Giants, a four-year, yeah. seventy-two million dollar deal. Yeah, that's why they were burning all their money. I was like, I couldn't believe that. Um, and then the Dolphins waived Isaiah Wilson, who they swapped picks with with the um, Titans for a couple weeks ago. Low risk. Actually, there's no risk. Um, we were going to win that trade if he played a game, uh, and all we did was just swap sevenths. So uh, no one heartbroken there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kyle that Fuller played four snaps and destroyed his NFL career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle Fuller did sign with the Broncos. Uh, Deshaun Jackson signed with the Rams. Sheldon Rankin signed with the Jets. Um just trying to find notable news throughout the league here. Uh, Andrea Jackson used to be for the Titans cornerback. He signed a three-year, $39 million deal with the Giants. I mean, he was... Dang, Giants are going to be a he, terrifying team this year. He was fast. Jones can get it under control. Right. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's what, um, you know, them bringing all these pieces in. It's like, hey, you know what? We're going to find out what you got, Jones. You know, we're going to see if what you're worth and kind of what you got. Yeah. Uh, Barcavius Mingo signed with the Falcons. Mike Davis signed with the Falcons. And Kevin King was re-signed. And as of right now, that's all the notable news. Obviously, there's like minor signings, some depth signings that might turn out big. Um, 
So apologize if we didn't get to your team or your player that you really thought it was a good signing. Um, but that, I mean, obviously now we're getting to the point of there's not that many star free agents out there anymore. I mean, I could just go through a list here real quick of who's all left, but um, there's not, there's really just not much. Yeah. Uh, you know it's slow news whenever uh, Devonte Smith weighing 170 pounds makes like one of the top five articles on the score. <laughs> uh, like, just yeah, is that really, really that big of a a deal? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I feel you there. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So, but uh, any any news you want to touch on? Anything? Any rumors that you've heard about that you want to go talk about, or should we just go ahead and hop right into the AFC East? Um, there was something that I saw. I can't remember who he is. Uh, give me just a second. I'll find him. Uh, do, do, do. But so, uh, like I said, I haven't really heard much of anything. Um, I just, obviously, I, I've just been kind of watching the Dolphins at the Packers because, I mean, that's who, that's really all we care about here on the Punnett Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, of course, you know me. I'm always excited for the draft, which let me get a draft counter pulled up here to see how many days we are away away from the NFL draft. I believe last week we were 44, and so this week we should be 37. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember who it was, but there's some Packers analyst um, – Listing out some decent free agent receivers that were left, and then one of them said, um, like one of them tweeted at him and said uh, something along the lines of, "This sounds interesting," <laughs> or something like that. But of okay. course, Packers are Packers, so they don't uh, they don't try to sign nobody. You know, I mean, it, it happens. It really does. Um... But all right, so let's just go ahead and jump into the AFC East here. Um, we'll be talking about the AFC East minus the Dolphins because, like I said, we are saving the Dolphins and the Packers. You can go ahead and circle your calendar for April twentieth. We'll be talking about it on four twenty. We'll be talking about our Packers and the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next week we'll go over the AFC South. Then we got the North, and then the West. And then we got the Dolphins and Packers. And then we'll do a first-round mock draft there on the 27th. Maybe if we're feeling up to it, we'll go into a second round. Uh, that'll be something we'll have to pre-plan. But for sure, at least a first round, we'll go pick by pick by each person, see where we agree, see where we differ, and explain our picks. So, all right. So we'll start with the team that won the AFC East. And for once, it's not Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. It's uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and, you know, Miami, uh, I'll say this, Miami was close, but Buffalo was clear, far and away, the better team of the AFCs. They were just dominant on almost all the facets you could think of. Josh Allen had a career year blowing people's expectations out of the water, including myself. I've always been a big Josh Allen fan, but he even surprised me. Through 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, and 10 picks. He was only sacked 26 times. I mean, you can't really ask for much better than that. Yeah, I, Josh Allen 
the way he played this year, the poise that he had on in that quarterback position, it was it was way better than I expected, especially the performance that he put up last year. Um, he he did a great job, and yeah, just I didn't think that uh, <laughs> he was gonna play as well that well as he did, but he definitely blew my expectations out of the water for sure. Absolutely, you know, and um, I think that Josh Allen, you know, when he came in, he was a raw tool quarter. You know, everyone said he's going to be a project. But this just goes to show my belief in if you take your time and you develop them, then, you know, you just don't give up on them right away. I know already Dolphins fans are wanting to get rid of Tua. Josh Allen should be your point of looking at going, hey, if you work on him, if you give him the support he needs, this is what could happen. Yeah, it all goes around to just the people that you have around him too that that's a big part in the development of a quarterback or any player really absolutely you know and going out and getting stefan Diggs, who ended up being their uh receiving leader with 1535 yards uh career year uh, i'm sure i'm sure you're glad he's no longer in the nfc north and the uh, purple and gold out there uh, it doesn't matter. They got Justin Jefferson. He seems to be just as good. So, <laughs> yeah, but imagine having Jeff- Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs, and say they got rid of uh, Adam Thielen. Yeah, that yeah. would not be fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know the rushing game wasn't the best, but they also, I mean, Devin Singletary ran for six eighty seven. Uh, he had Zach Moss in thirteen games. He rushed for four eighty one. Uh, Josh Allen had four twenty one for rushing yards. So I mean, you had a good spread there. Um, you know, not necessarily like the one back that's going to get you a thousand rushing yards. Uh, Singletary could probably do it, but uh, you know, he kind of. He had also 269 receiving yards. So, you know, you get, you get there, he looks pretty close to, you know, almost 1,000 all-purpose yards there. Um, so, you know, th- this this Bills team, I feel, is a big part of also their defense. That defense was stout last year, and it's going to be stout again this year. You know, uh Obviously, you have like Tremaine Edmonds. You have Tredavious White, who's I think is the big leader on that defensive side. Ed Oliver, who was a great pickup for them. Uh, I didn't realize they had Josh Norman for nine games. Uh, you know, I mean, you just go through, and it's not like they have like yeah, they've got stars out there, but you know, all of the teams, you know, all of them just provided there. They end up with yeah. thirty-eight sacks last year. Looking at 15 interceptions, 15 forced fumbles, with 11 of them being recovered. I mean, that's really good. That is yeah. really good. Um, yeah, that, it is. That defense, I don't want to say carry them, but it's great when both the offense and the defense are helping each other out, you know. I mean, yeah, it must be nice to have a defense <laughs> that plays well. Well, and, and the big thing there, and this, this has to go credit to. From the GM down to the coach, because Buffalo for years oh, yeah. was just terrible. Yeah, and I, I'm gl- I don't want to say I'm glad because obviously they're in the AFC East, but I am glad to say that it's not New England there. You know, it, I think there's going to start being more competition in the AFC East. Uh, you know, the Jets. Obviously, I love to laugh at the Jets as anyone else, but the Jets could be a team that are going to be on the up and up here soon. You know, honestly, I could see it though. I mean, yeah, it it takes a while to build a good team. You got to get the right pieces and all that stuff built around coaching staff and players. And then once you get that and the development process, I mean, you could a team could go from worst to 
first in one season. I mean, yeah, it, it can't happen. It's all about just player progression as well and hitting it in the draft, and that's something Buffalo's done. Buffalo didn't go out and chase after what they thought they needed. They went best player available, and we'll fill the rest out later. And it yeah. shows. It really does show. And I wish more GMs would go, hey, you know what? He's the best player available. Let's take him. Yeah, sure. You know, drafting for need sometimes is important. But I'm not saying if you're like, for example, the Giants. Reaching for Daniel Jones at that point, no. You go best player available. And that helps change things, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it, I still think Tua was probably the best player available at that point, you know, you know, with, with the glasses we had on, you know, and, right. and, you know, but like Jordan Love, you know, was he the best player available? No, he wasn't. Not even remotely close. No. Um, and, and that's going to hinder them, you know. So, but I don't know. Like I said, the, the Bills all around just, you know, Bills Mafia is also one of the best fan bases out there. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks that they went to four straight Super Bowls back in the day but couldn't win one of them. Um, yeah, my dad's I, still pretty upset about that. You, Buffalo fans owe him money. <laughs> I mean, that's just, in my opinion, that's just crazy. I mean, how do you make it to four straight games and or the four straight Super Bowls and not win one? Like, uh, it just blows my mind, to be honest with you. But, yeah, they have a really good team underneath them now, and – they're they're poised to make playoff runs and Super Bowl runs for the next 10, 15 years probably. Do you want to hear Give my hot take? take? Oh, yeah, go for it. I think Buffalo makes the Super Bowl this year. I think so. I think they beat Kansas City. That's that's a pretty good hot take. <laughs> I I I've just watching this Buffalo team, they're only going to get better in my opinion. You know, they've got I think they've got the pieces now. They're going to go and get the pieces out in the future. Uh, Josh Allen, I think it's going to keep progressing. Um, and I think people don't understand the losing of, you know, an Eric Fisher or, you know, I think that's really going to hurt the, uh, the chiefs, uh, you know, yeah. Buffalo picks 30th this year in the draft, but I mean, there's the way this draft is shaping up. There's going to be talent at 30 to get, you oh, know, yeah. Uh, I, I try to think of what Buffalo needs. Maybe some offensive line help, uh, but you know he also only had the offensive line also only give twenty seven sacks. You know maybe you look for a running back, maybe a, a Tede, a Chuba Hubbard, the kid out of North Carolina would be great for them as well. Um, you know maybe you go defense again and just keep building up that defense, or you trade back and get more picks. I mean Buffalo's in a great position, you know. They didn't. They didn't lose anyone outstandingly. You know, they they added massively with Emmanuel Sanders giving Josh Allen yet another target because why not? You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think this Buffalo team really needs anything. We'll see what they decide to do in the draft, but I mean, there's nothing to make this team that much better. There's really nothing that can can do that they are a great team already maybe like you said getting another running or a stud running back um might be the only thing they could do to better the team but other than that i mean this this team is really good and i would be scared to play them next year because i feel like if we did we would lose yeah we gotta face them twice next year so i'll let you know how those go <laughs> but you know I, it, it'll just be nice to have it's gonna be competition in the afc east this year uh and it's not gonna be new england 
and that's yeah. what makes me happy. Um, you know, and then they also signed Mitchell Trubisky, you know, for if Josh Allen needs a break, guess what? Josh Allen can get a break. You know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, if they're up 20 points in the fourth quarter of a game, you can just pull Josh Allen and throw Trubisky in there to finish it out. I mean, it's not like he's terrible enough to where he'll throw four interceptions and blow it. You know, and could, but I don't think he would. (laughs) You know, their quarterback, their backup quarterback last year was Matt Barkley. Ooh, haven't heard that name in a while. Right? Uh, so getting Trubisky as a backup quarterback, that's outstanding. And for the value they got him at, one-year deal, incredible. You know, so, yeah. uh, you know, a huge upgrade for them at backup quarterback. I know, you know, uh, obviously, I no one wants Josh Allen to get injured. Trust me, I'm not saying Josh. But if he does get injured, Mitchell Trubisky, with this much talent, should be able to do something with it. Yeah, you would think so, at least. You know, it does take it does look forward to see. Hey, if he's got talent and a good defense to help him, I mean, he was just in the playoffs not too long ago with the Bears. I mean, what did he do in the playoffs? So? No, I mean, like, but last year, the year before, I mean, the you know, whether they made it because of Trubisky or not, you know, up for debate, but it's there, you know, and yeah. I, I think having this much talent, you know, it, I, I love Allen Robinson, but I think Stephon Diggs is better. Oh, yeah, I think Stefan is better as well. You know, I the offensive line is obviously better, you know. Uh, running backs are probably about on par, but if they draft a running back, guess what? That's taken care of. Yeah. Uh, the defense, yeah, sure, they have a Khalil Mack, but I think this defense, I would take this defense over a Khalil Mack any day. Um, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer, uh, I think. You know, the, the kicking and punting was really good. They added uh, Matt Hack, who was a former Dolphins punter. Um, you know, their field goal was Tyler Bass. He kicked 82.4% last year, made 28 out of 34. Um, he missed three between 30 to 49. Well, 30, missed three between 30 and 39 yards, one to 40 to 49. But he only missed two out of 50 plus. He made four for six. And he made only missed two of his extra points, which, I mean, extra points were weird last year. Yeah, extra. Yeah, I don't know what was up with extra points, but yeah, they were crazy. Um, but no, I mean, this this Bills team, I see them running it back. I see them winning the AFC East again. I see them, honestly, I see them being the one seed next year. And I could see them potentially making it to the Super Bowl. One seed might be pushing it. They're going to be fighting for it, but it might be pushing it. Um, yeah, I they're they're getting in the playoffs unless they have the 49er-esque injury season Just next a meltdown. Year. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, this team's too good not to get to the playoffs. So For sure. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll see what they do with the draft and what what they decide they need help with and and uh We'll see how good they can really be next year. Now that they've had a good season underneath them, they can fix what they did wrong. And I mean, because to the end of the season, they were like one game away from winning their last, or one Hail Mary away from winning their last 10 games or something like that, I think. Yeah. So I mean, you look at it, they they storm right out of the gate, they win four straight. You know, two of them are against uh, people that are in your own division. They beat New York and they beat Miami, beat LA. And they beat Vegas. Then they lose a hard one to Tennessee on a Tuesday night. Uh, some people say COVID had a part of that. 
that's neither here nor there. They lose a nail-biter to the Chiefs on a Monday night. Six days later, you know, they lose to the Cardinals on the Hale Murray. And that was it. After that, like, their wins, they, you know, Miami kept them close. Uh, L.A. kept them close. Vegas kept them reasonably close. Uh, the Jets somehow kept them within eight. New England kept them within three. But, I mean, you got to win those close games, and that's what they did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, this team, yeah, like like we mentioned, was literally one play away from going 14-2. Yeah. And I think had they gone 14-2, they would have got the number one. Well, no, they wouldn't have because they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. So yes. Never, yeah, never mind. Um, you know, they beat the Colts in the wild card, beat Baltimore pretty handedly, I felt, in the division round, and they lose a close one to the Chiefs in the conference final. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I think that that conference final game was uh, that was a tough one for Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, but you know they also didn't have you know okay so the highest passer obviously was Josh Allen at two eighty seven. Do you know who their highest rusher was? Um, Josh Allen with eighty eight. Yeah, you know it, uh, Beasley had eighty eight receiving yards. Um, you know, was he in Stephon yeah, Diggs? What, yeah, that's why I think. Uh, Getting another running back there in the draft in that first round might be the best move um, that the Bills can make. Yeah. Because other than that, I mean, there's there's really no other holes on this team. No, there really isn't. Uh, it's just kind of loaded up everywhere. And, you know, maybe Zach Moss is the guy to do it, but... Could you know. be, yeah. Um, all right, well, I think that's all we got here on the Bills. Shall we go ahead? We'll skip the Dolphins. They were second in the East. And we'll go to the third place, which is weird to say, New England Patriots. Um, obviously, first year without Tom Brady at the helm. Um, it felt nice not to see Tom Brady at the helm. Um, New England went 7-9. and Cam Newton threw for 2,657 yards. Damian Harris had a 691 rushing yard. Uh I Jacoby Myers was their top receiver of seven twenty nine. Just yeah, th- this team, in my opinion, was um, it look it appears like it was put together last minute. Like they were a new team entering the league, and they were just scrapping for players and trying to get on the on the market and get games in. Because I mean, Jacoby Myers. Never heard of the dude. <laughs> Never heard of him. So, I mean, they had no really notable players on the offensive side other than Cam Newton. And Cam Newton didn't even play like Cam Newton can play. Yeah. He had eight touchdowns throwing the ball and ten interceptions. It's like where that Cam Newton is not the Cam Newton that most people are used to seeing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, this team obviously had a lot of people drop out for COVID issues, uh, but the offense just wasn't there. Um, and maybe it's a new system they're trying to learn. Maybe it was Cam not being Cam. Um, but maybe this is going to be the new norm for New England for them. You know, I... I, I kind of hope it is. I got tired of seeing New England up at the top all the time. Um, but, man, I just, you know, I look through and, 
they're not getting younger with some of the, you know, Julian Edelman, big part of their thing. James White's not, you know, Nikhil Harry is not looking like he's going to be, you know, the pick they thought he was going to be. Um, you know, it just just doesn't look like it's going to be very good for them going forward. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I was shocked when they brought Cam Newton back for another year with a $13 million deal. Like, yes. I, I mean, if you're a quarterback and you throw for four less touchdowns than you rush for, that's... I, I mean, in my opinion, that's just not a good quarterback play. I mean, yes, Cam Newton is a mobile quarterback, and you can utilize him down near the goal line, but he didn't even throw for double-digit touchdowns in 15 games. Like, that's... To me, that's embarrassing. But he did throw for double-digit interceptions. I mean, that is what makes it embarrassing. Uh, It was sacked 31 times. You know, uh, something was off with this team last year. So as much as I want to be harsh on them, I still don't think the dirt is completely over the grave of this Patriots team yet. I think I think the hole's dug. I think they have been lowered into the hole. Uh, this will be the year everyone starts piling the dirt on it, you know. Yeah, and then I mean, they'll go go draft someone incredible, and we'll have to eat endless amounts of crow again. I mean, like another Tom Brady in the sixth round. God, please no! I've had so much. <laughs> but no, this this team. I think it was more of a learning curve than anything last year, for sure. Uh, Cam Newton being a completely different style of quarterback than Tom Brady. Uh, I expect them to be better this season, but I would not be shocked if they're not. Um, I I just don't see a whole lot of talent on this team other than what they've picked up in free agency, a couple tight ends and a few receivers here and there. But I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't see this team going much better than 9-8 and eight next year. I mean, that, that's all there is to it. I don't even see them have a winning record next year. Really? You yeah. have to go eight and nine. Yeah. Or honestly, I think it could be worse than that. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I could really see it too. But don't get me wrong; I don't necessarily like Cam Newton, but I don't want to see him throw for eight touchdowns and ten interceptions in fifteen games because that's just horrendous. But I don't yeah, know, we'll we'll just see what they can do. Really, I mean, because there's a lot of holes that need to be filled and not enough draft picks high enough to do it so no for uh, sure um and it's gonna be a rough little while so boston hold on to your super bowl wins that you had and yeah laugh at us because they're like oh you guys can finally celebrate that we're that we're dying off yeah we can and i'm okay with that i really am you know i I think everyone. I think I can speak for everyone when I say, "Thank God, you guys are on the decline." Oh yeah, I mean, I hated thinking going into a new season. Oh boy, Tom Brady and the Patriots are probably gonna go to the Super Bowl again. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it got old, but unless yeah. you're a Patriots sure. fan, yeah, um, not sure. But uh, I knew I know we mentioned Jacoby Myers there. Um, I think there's a reason why we hadn't really heard about him. I'm just looking up his stats real quick. Uh, that was only his second season he played in. And in 2019, he had 
15 games played, 26 receptions on 41 targets. Even this year, he only had 59 receptions on 81 targets. But in the first year, he had 359 receiving yards and 729. So we could be looking at a potential stud coming out here in Jacoby Myers. Yeah, we could. We just got to... <laughs> Gotta have Cam Newton throwing the ball. Yeah. That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of, you know, one team I thought that was going to go after uh, Trubisky would have been New England. I thought if he was going to go anywhere or any team that was going to take the gamble on him, it would have been Belichick and the Pats. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that that didn't happen that way. But. Um, honestly, sigh of relief because I feel like if anyone was going to turn Mitchell Trubisky into a world beater, it would have been Belichick. Yeah, let's just keep Trubisky down on the down on the bottom of the totem pole where he belongs. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, I don't want the Patriots having any more success for a while. Uh, that's just make my them, just my personal preference. Yeah, let's make them the next Buffalo Bills. They can go to four straight Super Bowls, but they can lose them all, too. I'd rather them just be the Cleveland Browns. I'd rather them just <laughs> not even get into the playoffs. Uh, oh, there you go. Any more thoughts on the New England Patriots right now? Uh, not really. I mean, just overall a learning season for them, really, more than anything, in my opinion. But yeah, see what they can do in the offseason. On to the butt fumbles now. 2-14. Um, and 14. You guys even butt fumbled your chance of getting Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, they beat the Rams, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> um, and that actually, I, I'm kind of upset about that because that ruined a parlay I had going. And that's the only one I missed. Ooh. Um, and I put down like, I think it was like 50 bucks and I had it all hit. I would have won like $350. So thank you Jets for ruining my parlay on that. I was doing really good and you guys just, uh, yeah, you, you screwed me over. Screwed you over. Trying to keep it a little more peachy. Uh, yeah, their only two wins came against LA and Cleveland. Um, two oh, teams, yeah, I remember that Cleveland game. two teams they had no business in beating, um, uh, yeah, but I mean that Cleveland game. Baker Mayfield had literally no receivers available to him. Like yeah. they were all on the COVID list. So uh huh. He he pretty much had to do everything by himself. Throw himself the ball, catch the ball, score his own touchdowns. He probably so had, had to, to do it. Probably had to pass rush with Miles Garrett there every once in a while. I mean, yeah. It's like get on defense, help us out. <laughs> but this Jets team was just bad. Yeah. Um. You know, Sam Darnold had 2,208 throwing yards in 12 games. That's not bad for what he had, you know. Um, certainly not great by any stretch of the means, but, um, you know, not not god-awful either. Uh, their top rusher was Frank Gore at 653. Yeah, if that it, dude is just forever lasting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ty Johnson, who I've never heard of, was their next highest rusher at 254 in 11 games. Um, it's just this team is bad, and there's no other way to really put it. Um, yeah. Quarterback was sacked 43 times. Um, you know, they had 14 interceptions, 11 of them were thrown by Darnold. Um, I don't know what to think about Sam Darnold. I don't know if he's. 
bad or is he bad because of the team around him is bad? Uh, yes. Um, to both of those. <laughs> you know, this, this is the team that truly needs to follow Buffalo's formula of best player available at this point. Uh, I'm looking at their defense. Tried Quinton Williams I know of. I'm uh, still looking if that tells you anything about this team. Yeah. Um, the Jets are just bad. I really don't want to even spend too much time on the Jets because, I mean, you went 2-14. and 14. It was clear you guys were trying to tank. You guys got out-tanked by the Jags, who we will cover <laughs> next week, um, and probably give you the same rundown of the uh, I can give you the same rundown for the Jags as I can give you the Jets. You guys are bad. We know you guys are trying to be bad so you guys can be good, but you've been bad for a while. Yeah. Um, you just need to, and, and when I say completely blow it up, you need to get rid of your owner. You need to get rid of your GM. Got to get rid of your coach. You got to just, when I say delete your franchise, I mean hit a hard reset on your franchise. Just, just go into Madden and just release everybody. <laughs> yes, and then sign new just, people in free agency. Yeah, just just start over. It'll be all right. Uh, you know, be fine. <laughs> your scouting staff has to be better. Your player development's got to be better. I mean, all around, you have to be better. Or you're going to be bad for a long time. Your prize should have been Trevor Lawrence this year, and that would have helped you out immensely. But you guys even messed that up. Yeah, like... How do you mess up losing games to to get the number one overall pick? Like, I mean, how do you accidentally win two games in an NFL season? <laughs> yeah, on two teams you shouldn't have even had a chance playing against. I mean, I could see it against the Browns because of their situation, but against the the Rams, but with there's no team, way they should have won that With this team, I think Joe yeah. Flacco was even starting. But I think this team no, was, was still overall. Overall, I think this team was better than that Cleveland Browns team they played. Not the other fifteen games the Cleveland Browns played, they would have blown the Jets out of the water. But that game that they got screwed with all their receivers and stuff like that, no, I I think this team was just that much better, just barely enough better to to squeak out that win. And but like I said, I mean, how do you accidentally win two games and screw up getting the number one pick? Like you would think if you would lose two games. In a 16-game season, you would get the number one pick, but props to you, Jets. You did not. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I think it says best uh, on your Nating Trees video, this team is just the eternal butt fumble. You know, yeah. they they just they just can't ever seem to get it right. Uh, Joe Namath, I'm just going to say it, most overrated quarterback ever. Um, I just... It's a sad franchise, and I feel sorry for Jets, Jet fans. Ooh, that's that's tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. Um, I'll even say this. Even though Cleveland has had worse years than the Jets, I think Cleveland's a better franchise than the Jets. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. No, I, I would. I would. Uh, I, I disagree because the Browns have been so bad for so long. But the Jets have been mediocre. The Browns have been horrendous. When I think when I think Cleveland Jets football, I think five and eleven. 
when I before this season, when I thought Cleveland Browns football, I thought top five pick no matter what. So like four and twelve or lower. When I thought Jets football, it was seven and nine, six and ten, maybe eight and eight, maybe just a barely winning season. But eight and eight um, was a good year for them. That's the uh, and exactly, there have been a mediocre middle-of-the-road team for as long as I can remember. And that's why I think that the Jets overall are a better team than the Browns over the past, I mean, I've only been alive for 21 years, so I would say 15 years, because that, I mean, I don't even recall football 15 years ago, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just, I don't know, this Jets team is, it's not good. It's not going to get good for a while. Uh, now that I've said that, they will inverse and they will go like fifteen and two or something next season. Um, oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But all right, uh, so let's do uh, grading. I know it's a little bit shorter of an episode. Uh, we only had three teams to talk about this week, and there wasn't a whole lot of news. Um, so let's start with Buffalo. I'm giving them an A. I thought that was a great season. Um, positive is literally your entire team was just outstanding. I felt uh, it's unfortunate that you live in the same age as the chiefs. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only negative I have is, I mean, your, your running game needs to be a little bit better, but that's really all I've got. Uh, shout out to Bill's mafia for being such classy fans. Whenever, uh, you know, you guys beat Lamar, you guys did all those donations for that. I mean, shout out, honestly, Bill's mafia. Uh, that's from a, a, a fence fan who we've never really gotten along, but, Honestly, A plus to you guys. Outstanding credit to you guys, and look forward to facing you guys and giving you guys hopefully a challenge next year. Yeah, that all the Bills Mafia fans donating to Lamar Jackson. I mean, that was I couldn't believe it. I mean, especially after a playoff loss, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but that I, yeah, you you said it right there. I mean, that was just beyond classy of all those Bills fans that did that donated and all that stuff. I mean, that that's probably the best thing I've ever seen a, uh, uh, a fan base do. Yes. In a while. That's what I, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brain fart. No, they, but yeah, they, I mean, they stopped breaking tables to break our hearts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I give this team easily an a, I mean, you blew everybody's expectations out of the water by going 13 and three, uh, Josh Allen, emerged as an incredible quarterback after a mediocre season last year. Um, so I think I think 13-3 and three is a, a huge win. Even though they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, they made it to the AFC Championship game, and they put up a fight. Um, a really good fight. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, really good season. Uh, there's really nothing to hang their heads on. And, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think the running game needs – you potentially need a stud out of the, out of the first round, but – or you can just work on the guys that you have. Uh, so, and there's honestly for me nothing really negative besides that running game. But you got two young guys that can emerge. So, oh yeah, um, Devin Singletary, yeah. Zach Moss. I mean, yeah, I mean they're both young guys and they can they can really play and uh, and as as long as they get the the right coaching staff underneath them. I mean, I believe anybody can be great. Um, so we'll we'll just see what they do and see where they go draft wise. But yeah, I, I if you're a Bills fan, just take this season and just be happy with it and be happy with the future that you have 
with Josh Allen and with the team that you have around in Buffalo because it was fantastic season for sure. Uh, next, we move on to the Patriots. Um, I won't be too harsh on them. I'll give them a C. They had a lot of changes this year. Um, they had some issues that they kind of had to work with. Um, you know, seven and nine with the talent they had is actually pretty good. Um, but I've given them a C. Your the positives. I mean, even with a bad defense, you guys were only negative twenty-seven point differential, and with no offense to speak of, that's pretty good. So I'll give you that. Your negative is you got to get. I think you got to move on from Cam Newton. You need to draft a quarterback this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with you, and I'm gonna give him a C. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna say they should steer away from Cam quite yet. I think last year, with Cam's ability to run the ball, um, I think they were just learning what they could do with him. Um, and I mean, it's not all on Cam. They didn't really have any receivers to help him. Um, I mean, like we touched on, we didn't even know who that guy was. So, or at least I didn't. So um, I think that that's a that's a learning year for the Patriots and Cam Newton and Bill Belichick to get to know each other, get get acclimated with each other. Uh, I, I expect them to be a little bit better than they were this year, um, next year anyways. And then, yeah, I mean, just they need some offensive help. That's their negative because running back and receivers. I mean, like if you have no-name guys – in the backfield and out wide trying to catch passes, you're just, it's not going to happen. I mean, you can't just continue to pull people off the streets and expect them to be good. I mean, you can get lucky every now and then, but it just, it's not very often. So I think they need to focus on their offensive weapons in terms of receivers and running backs. Uh, they, they have a fairly decent defense. I'll, I'll give them that. I mean, their point differential for the season was just, minus 27 so they played in relatively close games it's just their offense couldn't get the job done so um i i expect them to be above 500 next year but we'll see what they do in the draft and go from there yeah uh and then finally we got the uh new york jets uh chris i'm gonna let you go ahead and start this off because i've got my own feelings and i'm about to step away from the mic from this because i've got something funny for it big old fat f um they they were a bad team going into the season. They were a bad team during the season, and they still botched the number one pick. Um, I, I don't know how you accidentally win two games, like I said earlier. I mean, it just blows my mind that you can beat two teams that made it to the playoffs, but then you just lose the rest of them. It's like, and like I said, the Cleveland Brown game I can understand because of the situation they were in with their receiving core. But the Rams – how do you beat the Rams in Los Angeles? Like it's not like the Jets were at home. The Rams were at home. So I, I, I don't understand. Um, there's not any good on this team, and there's a lot of bad on this team. I mean, if you, holy moly, if you walk out of the season with a negative 214 point differential, you might want to look at some some things on your offense and some things on your defense and your things on your coaching staff. And just uh, honestly, I would just 
sell house and start over. I mean, you, you didn't get the number one pick. Uh, you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. Um, <laughs> kill everybody. Fire them all. Just get them out of there. I, I, I don't know what else to what else to say. I mean, this that was just unbelievable that they can lose 14 games and still not get the number one pick. I don't know. It's just atrocious in my opinion. Uh, so for me, I'm actually pretty far away from Mike right now. But uh, the, uh, Chris, I'm not sure if you know, but if you're a fan of the AFC East, you know the Jets do a chant. So I will do their grade in the form of a chant for them. Uh, it's J E T S, getting F F F. That was probably some <laughs> of the worst football I've ever seen played. And I've even, like, the only thing that's saving you is the Lions' winless season and the Browns' winless season. Um, I, yeah, all, no, yeah. It, and the the Jags, the Jags were pretty bad, but even they had a better point differential than you did. Yeah, I just. How did we have two absolutely terrible teams like that? I don't know. I mean, Honestly, really, there's. Yeah, there's more. You got the Bengals. Like the AFC East was either you were really good or you were absolutely garbage. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. I mean, there's one. Two, three, four, five, six. There are seven teams in the NFL with five or less wins. Yeah. Like, that's just, man, what a terrible year for football. (laughs) Um, Positive, you won two games. Uh, Negative. How's that a positive? (laughs) Negative, you won two games. I mean, (laughs) you've lost your chance on getting... Potentially your franchise quarterback that can bring you to greatness, uh, because you guys butt fumbled that even. And I know, I I know everyone hates the butt fumble. I will keep bringing it up because you guys deserve it. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I can't believe Mark Sanchez fumbled that ball. It's like, what was he doing running into his own lineman like an idiot? Like, come on, man. And you guys oh. will probably butt fumble in the draft and take some guy who you don't need to be taking. Um, if I they're mean, smart, did us here. So, <laughs> yeah, if, if they're smart, they take like a penny Sewell, um, but they'll probably end up taking some guy that was supposed to go like third round uh, as their quarterbacks because Jets. J e t s Jets 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 Jets. Yeah, I just, just yeah, um, just yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I got. That's really all I've got for them. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Puddit Podcast. Chris, do you have anything else you want to finish off on? Um, <laughs> not really. Congratulations, Bills, on your uh, your good season. Dolphins, that was a better season than I expected. Jets, yeah. just, I don't know, Patriots, see if you can figure it out. But like I said, thank you for listening to the Punnett Podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, everyone listening. Uh, we, I've, I've, we've been checking our viewership almost daily, it feels like, and or at least I have, and seeing the numbers kind of start slowly growing for um, kind of how we've been doing word-of-mouth advertising. is uh, It's been nice, so you guys have obviously been a big part of it. Uh, and don't forget to tune in next week where we will cover the AFC South. And thank you all for listening. Have a good one. Peace.